Okay, guys, I'm here with me and the newest member of Manmukti, Audrey Choudhury. Okay, so before I introduce her to describe what this episode is about, I wanted to talk a little bit about how I know her and why she's the perfect uh, new member to have on our team. Audrey is someone who I've exchanged poems with for many years, you know, and she was one of the first people to, you know, call me out on bullshit ideas, you know, before, uh, you know, <laughs> before I, uh, I knew that I could, you know, learn a lot from that process. And um, so she's been kind of like one of my friends, one of my pen pals, I think, for past, you know, I guess seven years or something. And um, so we've done a really good job of being in different cities for the entirety of our, the time we've known each other. Uh, mm-hmm. And so in this kind of a curious and oblique way, we finally found ourselves in the same place, if digitally. Um, right. So Audrey is part of the podcast team, so that means she's going to be producing content uh, just like you've been hearing, but also bringing her own ideas. And she's she's someone who came from public health, and now she works for a nonprofit. So uh, we don't have people like that on our team. So that should be very exciting. So without further ado, here's Audrea. Well, thank you for that wonderful uh, introduction. Yes. Uh, all of that is correct. Yeah. I am, but thankfully there is a lot of niceness around that bullshit too. <laughs> And so, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Um, I never thought of being on a podcast, even though I listened to so many. Um, and so Anand was kind enough to invite me to join the team. And yeah, I'm just excited to see where it goes. Okay, so tell them why we're assembled here today for the second time at this podcast. <laughs> we are gathered here to talk about social media and our experiences with it. Yes. Uh, specifically about our experience taking a break from it Mm. a social fast or social media fast if you will and this came about because we were talking uh i I don't remember what we were talking about but you had mentioned how you felt this kind of negative side effect of using social media so after instagram or facebook it didn't always leave you with the nicest feeling it may be um envy or jealousy or a number of negative things or just kind of general ickiness uh, that's what it sounded like uh, <laughs> and so we thought at first we thought maybe to just declutter our feed yeah. and only have more positive uh, content on there but then you decided to take it one step further and uh, pitched us cutting it out completely so I thought that's something that I also wanted to do for some time. I've noticed that my screen time, uh, now that iPhone measures that, uh, it would be in the multiple hours range per day, Mm -hmm. which was very embarrassing (laughs) and terrifying to see. So I also wanted to cut this out of my life, if temporarily, just to see what would happen. Mm. So that's what we did. We For seven days, we cut out uh, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and see what difference, if any, that made onto us. Um, and so I guess it's funny that it's something to be cut out because now social media, whereas just a few short years ago, was really this new novice 
infant idea has now become so ubiquitous and so common to us that now we have to bring ourselves out of it and have to cut it out. So I think that was also interesting or that's something that I noticed through this experience. Um, right. But going into it, what purposes social media have for you personally? Okay, so the way I use social media was... I would say a little bit different from normal use of social media. I didn't really keep up with a lot of people. I didn't really advertise my personal life on social media very much. I don't like mm-hmm. the way I look in pictures, which accounts for a whole lot of why I never posted anything about my life. But I did mm. very much depend, I think, unhealthily on people's no on people noticing and appreciating, reacting mm-hmm. to my my artwork. You know. Um, I used to post poems and drawings, this kind of stuff, and uh, it was a. It was this is several several years in the making, but at least at the beginning, I remember finding out that when something didn't perform well on social media, people didn't react to it or notice it. I started liking that piece less, and mm. that was a weird feeling. You know, it was like I felt like I was letting down. I was letting myself down. There was a person that I was who made this art, and because other people didn't accept them, I also didn't accept them. And it was kind of like when you see someone in a crowd being bullied, and then because everyone's bullying them, you join in because you don't want to seem uncool and defend them. That's kind of what I felt like I was doing to myself, mm. which is a very horrible feeling. And so, yeah, I mean that's kind of that's, kind of, that's what it is, really. You know, that's what it is when you don't like something that you did because other people don't like it or something like that. You know, and so that's. A feeling that I wanted to get away from, and and gradually I, I did, you know. Uh, now, I mean, before before the fast, I got to a point where I didn't really mind whether something that I did performed very well or performed very poorly. And see, I use the word performed, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I just, it became ultimately something that I just shared, and if and if anyone found it useful for them, then they did, and if they didn't, they didn't, you know. And mm-hmm. this is kind of I joke about not liking the way I look in pictures, but I, I'm basically certain that no one can find a use in seeing me someplace, you know? That that, that, that can make no one's lives really better um, unless they know me very, very well, in which case they'll see the photo anyway because I'll show them in person or, mm-hmm. or individually, you know? Yo, me and Audrey have played this game, right? Which is where she'll text to call me and to tell me, hey, here's three random words, okay? Now you have five minutes to come up with a poem about these, you know, three words or including them. Um, and so I'll do the same thing, and so we'll have this game. And it's a very fun game, and it's, it happens that some of the greatest poems that I've ever written have come from this game because of the constraints imposed. And so I noticed that Similarly, when a constraint was imposed on my communication, which was namely not being on social media or on, mm-hmm. you know, on Snapchat, whatever, and you know, in the weeks hence uh, after our after our fast was over, I adopted an even stricter regimen where I cut out even texting for the most part. Uh, in that space of constraints that kept getting tighter and tighter, I found new ways to communicate. And mm. they became a bit more, somehow more meaningful and it gave me more joy. So when I call Audrey, it makes me so much happier than if I had just been texting her throughout the day. And then I call her, I appreciate 
the time I spend with her. I don't consider her mm. always there, you know. And and everyone kind of becomes that way, you know. When you talk to your friends in person or on the phone, they suddenly seem a lot more rare and special. Mm. And so, and I'm sure that 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 is true in reverse as well, you know. I mean, I I can't speak for anyone else, but because I've been less and less available. People are surprised sometimes that I'm alive, things like this, you know. <laughs> it's a nice feeling, you know, because it's um, it's a creative feeling. That's what it is. It feels like I'm having to innovate every day. So long. That's a really good point. Yeah, long answer to a short question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it touches on a lot of what we wanted to get out of this or what we were looking to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really good point that when you do put constraints on something, you're forced to be more creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll agree that I think some of my favorite poems have also come out of that game. And so it's a really good point that that can be translated into communication as well. Because um, I think something that I also noticed was, and I think it's a common feeling as well, is that you can have hundreds of friends on Facebook, but how many of them are actual friends that you'd call up or actually want to know what's going on in their lives and vice versa. So this was a practice in doing that and seeing like who matters enough to reach out to right. when it's not made as easy, uh, when you have to go out of your way a little bit to to make those connections or keep those connections. So that was definitely a, a good exercise this time around too. Right. The thing that struck me most about in the in the initial days, I guess I'm talking kind of my first impressions with the project, right? So mm-hmm. as soon as we started, um, where my phone was once this infinite portal, right? It would suddenly become mm-hmm. a closed system, you know, where I there was an end to what content there was on my phone because if there was no social media and there was no, you know, uh, you know, Snapchat, or if I wasn't texting, and if I wasn't receiving text messages that I had said something, and then they were responding to me, then suddenly I looked at my phone sitting there on the desk, and I knew that there'd be nothing to look at if I picked it up. This is a magical feeling. It'd be like picking up a calculator and hoping to find something new on it, you know? It was kind of like the exact same feeling, and and it was a feeling I, I had initially... It was initially hard to adjust to it. I would pick it up and I'd be like, oh yeah, why would there be something on this, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then eventually it became intuitive. I just looked at it in the corner and I let it sit there like a banana, you know? You know, no one picks mm-hmm. up a banana unless they're about to eat it, you know? So it's kind of like that, you know? <laughs> We've gone from a calculator to a banana. Yeah. yeah. You just wait. The metaphors are endless, yeah. but... Yeah, no, it's true that uh, it was nice not having notifications um, to to kind of ping up throughout the day and take your aw- attention away from something. Right. N- notifications, that's something that I had tried to take away from my phone um, even prior to this because I had noticed that it just at any moment, even if it's a buzz or a, a little sound um even though it's temporary for that temporary moment it takes away my attention from one from whatever i am doing right um and that kind of juggling act Mm -hmm. that kind of happens throughout the day would get kind of tiring even if i didn't notice at the time just over time i think I, i realized how it was kind of irritating 
Uh, so it was kind of nice that, yeah, there is nothing to take my attention away from right. anymore. Um, or that's taking my attention away from something anymore. Um, so that was kind of nice because another reason why I wanted to see what it would be like to cut out social media for some time was that feeling of just my brain feeling tired um, without, even though I was consuming a lot of content mm -hmm. throughout the day mm -hmm. and it would be enjoyable at the time, it I don't know how valuable it was in terms of adding something to my life. It was enjoyable and for me social media is a way to connect to others that I may not be in contact with all the time mm -hmm. or in physical direct contact with. So it is nice to see what they're up to. But it's also, you know, all this other kind especially Instagram, that's that's my vice of choice. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just my friends or people that I know, it's other accounts that I'm interested in and that's just content after content, but it's not all going to seep in. And so it just ended up, my brain just felt tired. Um, especially when I'd be going to bed at night, I'd be scrolling a lot. Um, because I was convincing myself I was, <laughs> was trying to help me sleep, but it just kept me awake longer. Of course it does. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And, um, and again, it just like, I was just tired, but also wired. And it was, it was a bad, unhealthy habit. Mm -hmm. Same thing when I would wake up, mm -hmm. first thing I would do um, is put the snooze on my alarm and then <laughs> probably scroll on Instagram or something to try to help wake me up. But mm. it wasn't probably the healthiest way to do it either. It didn't feel mm. good. Now, it's not in immediately intuitive why it's not unhealthy. Or, I mean, sorry, why it's unhealthy. It's not, in, it's not mm. obvious why it would be bad for you. You know, it's not obvious. It wasn't obvious to me why it would be bad for me. And this is why... Uh, you know, I did it for so long. I was like, yeah, this is the only way I'll, I'll see how to grow and which directions to change my creation, my creative uh, pursuits, you know, and I made this excuse for the longest time. Similarly, similarly to how you made an excuse that you need to wake up or you need to go to sleep. And there's all kinds of reasons that, uh, that it on the surface makes sense. But ultimately, what I noticed about it, I suppose, is that it basically what social media is to me is an unsanctioned interruption in a thought you might be having you know so okay. let's say that you're let's say that you went to on vacation somewhere and you send me a bunch of pictures about your vacation right so i mm -hmm. look at this pic this album of yours and i think this is just all these pictures have a common theme they're audrey on vacation you know mm -hmm. if i go to social media then you on vacation is within millimeters separated from someone else working out, someone else having coffee, someone else. I mean, so, and Facebook is the same way. Mm. And so many different media are actually like that, where they divide your attention to tiny, tiny, tiny pieces and for seconds mm -hmm. at a time, where at the end of the day, there were days where I didn't even know what happened, you know, because it was... I experienced some million things and they were all in a million pieces, you know. I likened this yeah, once, I was sure. talking to you once before about this and I likened it to having brunch where the, 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 the French toast is on one side of your plate and the hash browns are there and your mimosas and your coffee 
you know, that's nice. It's That's how it ought to be, you know. But if you put it all in a Nutribullet and made it into a soup, which is what my day becomes when I interrupt it so many times, it's not really brunch. It's not worth <laughs> posting on Instagram, if you will. You know, it's like uh, it becomes this grotesque mess of God knows what mm-hmm. color, you know. And that was my that was my life on social media. That was my brain on this drug, you know. Mm. Yeah, you can enjoy each thing on its own for its own flavor, its own uh, character or quality. It was just all blended in together, yes. indistinguishable from one another. Yeah, yeah I was I at work. I that. couldn't feel like I was at work. I was working out. I felt like I was interrupting that with texting or something else, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was. It was like. And, I see, and you see it so so much more often once you once you stop, as you see how many of mm-hmm. your friends are still doing exactly that, you know. And um, I guess I don't know what my reaction is to that. I suppose I suppose I wish they wouldn't, but I think only someone only someone by themselves can decide not to do something or or to do something and for what reason, you know? And I think it might be possible that I'm uniquely susceptible to these kinds of intrusions and therefore I need to exercise greater discipline. Maybe some people are are quite good at functioning on these different levels and are able to divide mm-hmm. their attention better than I am. But on the whole, I think I grew up without that ability. And so finding this, like, like uh, someone with an alcoholic, you know, uh, genotype, you know, if they if they might be more predisposed to becoming an alcoholic, finally getting mm-hmm. alcohol is quite a bad thing for them, you know. It's perhaps mm-hmm. possible that I'm uniquely susceptible to being distracted and therefore I should exercise some, let's say, something close to abstinence, you know, with this drug, mm-hmm. you know. It's, that might be the that might be one way to think about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that you're uniquely susceptible in that it doesn't happen to other people. Like I think it, it is a common issue, and that's probably why iPhone has features now to limit <laughs> screen time to show you, like, hey, you've been on your phone or your phone's been on for about three, four hours a day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And being able to put in functionalities like when to shut it off mm. or limiting the time that you can spend on certain apps. Mm. So I think it's become big enough of an issue where even the phone companies themselves Mm -hmm. are trying to help you set limits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about why we did this and um, how it kind of felt. But at bottom, do you feel happier at the end of this week, at the end of now, I guess a week hence where you've instituted a, not a social media fast, but a social media diet where you've restricted some of the inputs to your yeah, uh, social media. Yeah, I would media. say after the fast, I did feel a little lighter for the for the reasons that I talked about, just that it's fewer distractions during the day. It's, um, it's not mm-hmm. as much content for no reason which is what it kind of felt like before uh so i do feel lighter i would say after by the by the seventh day i Mm. was kind of ready to get back on social media but definitely in in a more toned down Mm. way because what i really liked about this experience was just how 
it just made me recognize my use of it. Um, where again, before this, social media just right. felt like such a ubiquitous, normal part of life. I wasn't paying attention to it, even though subconsciously or kind of in the background is having some kind of effect on my general mental health um, and uh, general like brain tiredness. Mm. Um, it made me more aware because, uh, well, one example mm-hmm. I'll give is during that time, I went to this Garba event and, you know, uh, my friends and I, we got dressed mm. up, we were looking really cute and they actually had photo booth areas there that were decorated and set up so that people take pictures, post them, tag the foundation, um, that they were benefiting and all that. And so of course we took some really cute pictures and, I, you know, my immediate impulse was to post it on my Instagram story or as a post, but I couldn't do it. And I mean, I have to admit, there's a little part of me that's like, oh man, I can't post these pictures. No one else can see, you know, how cute we're looking or, you know, how we're having a good time. But that itself made me realize something else was that just because no one else could see it didn't diminish how good a time I was having. Right. Like I still had a great time trying to do Dundia. Mm. I had a good time just, uh, you know, how uh, being silly and <laughs> posing or whatever with my friends and dressing up. So I enjoyed all of that. And just because no one else could see it didn't mean that that lessened my experience. So I definitely mm. appreciate having some time off because it's kind of like I was telling you this before, but it kind of felt like Ramadan in a way where you don't really understand your attachment <laughs> to something or what role something plays in your life until it's taken away. Um, although food is right. more like a physical need, like you actually yeah. need that, but and social media maybe isn't so much. Yeah, um, yeah. But and so yeah. along with not being able to post, I realized that social media was also a way for me to just fill in the time between doing things uh, throughout the day. So again, between uh, waking Mm. up, getting ready, going to work, uh, breaks throughout work and afterwards while cooking, all of those were otherwise empty moments that I would fill in with social media. Right. And uh, then that turns into that kind of brunch smoothie that you're talking about, which is not, not as enjoyable. (laughs) <laughs> so it, I realized that when they right. it would come to those moments during the fast, then I would end up phantom scrolling. Like I just open my phone, scroll around for no reason and shut it off again because I couldn't see anything. It just it was kind of like mm-hmm. a fidget spinner in that way. I right. just kind of tapped it open. Um, and yeah. it was hard because whenever I <laughs> wanted just a short momentary break, just take my mind off something or maybe something stressing me out or, you know, I don't want to stare at, uh, something on my screen, my computer screen for too long. I would normally break away with social media, like open up Instagram or Facebook, but I couldn't do that. So I had to find something else to fill in that space. Um, so I tried that Mm. with scrolling through the news instead. And that was a little more depressing, honestly. Mm. I might have been slightly more informed, but it was a little more depressing and kind of made me feel worse than when social media did. So, but then on the other hand, uh, I 
would have I would use YouTube at least YouTube was not off limits thankfully but even then that wasn't a, a short like five second <laughs> ten second thing it was like at least a couple of minutes long for a video and so again it was just I had to get creative with how I um, wanted to take breaks but then also allowing myself that quiet time um, that it's okay for the brain to be bored and I mean, even like you were talking about earlier from boredom or from constraints spring creativity. And so I think that's something that I was looking to get out of this as well. So also a very long answer to a question, but I would say overall, I was a little happier um, without social media. Um, Mm. You also mentioned that since then, um, it's been some days since we had that fast. And since then, I took the route of getting back on social media, but just in a more limited scope. Um, So that means utilizing those functions that Apple offers. So um, restricting myself to one hour of social media day, which I realized maybe I don't use as much as I thought I did because Mm -hmm. one hour is very easy to come under. (laughs) It's not too much of a constraint. So maybe I'll bump it down to 30. Mm. But um, also using the downtime Mm. timers so that um, a lot of apps Mm. are restricted from between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., which is when I was most likely to use it. Um, Once I did put on the apps, I didn't put on Snapchat, but I, I put on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it was at first it was jarring almost just because again there's just so much visual stimuli back in front of my eyeballs again um, and so it felt very like shiny if that makes sense it was just especially because again <laughs> Instagram is is my thing and so yeah going back onto it it just felt like oh there are all these colors and visuals in my head uh, or in in my yeah. eyes now and um, so it felt felt very like bright and shiny, um, and at the same time, I I felt like my time on social media it was in more short bursts. So I wouldn't stay on it as long, mm-hmm. just because I just felt like I don't need to see this all the time. Like like stories, Instagram stories, mm-hmm. I don't have to always watch them, or I don't have to watch everyone's all the time, um, mm-hmm. which was kind of an easy habit to mm-hmm. fall into before. So now I, I'm just more aware of my use, more aware of the time I spent on it and when I feel like posting or not. So it has allowed me to be a little more mindful of that. I won't say that I got quite the experience that, because you kind of took the other route and you went on a more restricted use of it, which you can go into in a bit. But I definitely, I still appreciate social media. Um, I think for me, it is a way to connect with people, uh, especially when they're somewhere else. Like a lot of my close friends are in Dallas. My family's in Dallas, so I can't see them all the time. Um, people that I've met around the world, it's a good way to keep in touch with them and see what they're up to. But it's also a source of um, creative inspiration and inspiration in other ways. Um, and I think that's where the type of content that you choose to have your feed consist of is so important because for me, I really do appreciate how, you know, I, I follow artists and um, people who uh, promote mental health like Manmukti um, and Thrive mm. and all these other great accounts that do have 
meaningful content um, and do can spark something in me or be a healthy reminder or um, motivate me to do something else or create something else. So I think for that, I, I do appreciate social media. So I'm glad I could get back on it. But I'm just a little bit more mm. mindful in terms of, you know, if I post something, like you said, am I checking all the time to see how many likes it gets? Um, and how does that affect my mm. mood? So at least I have those questions mm. in my mind now that I didn't really have all the time right. before. What about you? It seems like you you were happier without social media. Yeah, I mean, initially I wasn't. I liken it kind of a like uh to like a hangover Mm -hmm. you know like if you're drinking a lot and then you you don't drink suddenly then you have a hangover now if you're drinking constantly and you stop drinking you have almost a fatal illness right because your body is so used to alcohol Mm -hmm. right but if you wait a little longer after a after hangover begins the hangover goes away right but there's that old there's a little uh, tip that if you want a hangover to go away, you can just keep drinking, you know. And so I think that's what we do when we go onto social media is we prolong this inevitable hangover, which will come when we have to finally confront the thoughts we're escaping by way of distraction. And so I found that anytime I've been forcibly extracted from social media, this time by myself, but in the past uh, by like a meditation retreat or something like this, right, mm-hmm. there was this vacuum into which all this misery that I've been pushing away finally, you know, emerged again. And so it was, it's, it's always unhappy at the beginning. It's always kind of painful mm-hmm. um, to wonder if you belong, if you exist. And these are all kind of dramatic ways of saying, what's my context, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that initially emerges. And then after that, the hangover wears off and you're finally kind of alert. And the, 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 the way that you thought you were alert in the past, which was, let's say, tipsy or drunk or, or something, you realize that was just a poor plagiarism of what it is to be alert in absence of those stimuli. And so I think in the time since I've begun that fast and then after that, like a complete renunciation of all contact with human life or something like this. <laughs> <laughs> I've come to appreciate sobriety. Yeah. If that's not too heavy a word to describe this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's not really true that I'm completely extracted from that world. I still reply to some messages because they they don't know that I'm doing this and I don't want them to really be concerned for me or mm-hmm. <laughs> think I'm a complete jerk or something like this. But um I don't, again, I don't find myself reaching for my phone a whole lot, and I notice my attention span is a little bit stronger, and um, I notice that there are discrete shapes to the, to the way my day is constructed, mm. you know? It's not, it's not parceled into tiny compartments of focus here and there, and so there's, I could point to this time, to this time is spent doing this with no interruption and that's a weird thing to be able to say yeah. you know because it's kind of nice it's kind of a nice feeling and i don't know how long i'm going to do this but it feels good you know and it doesn't really feel like i'm building up a you know uh 
like a, a real desire for something that when I get it, it will be that much better. That's not what it feels mm-hmm. like, which is sometimes how, you know, I expected it to feel like when I, when I left. But I'm pleasantly surprised to find that I don't yearn for it, you know? Yeah. Um, apart from the habit of opening a new tab, you know, typing F and pressing right. enter, which <laughs> aside from that tick, it's really a tick. It was so hardwired into my brain that if there was a moment in which I was not entertained by the world around me, then I had to then uh, take a shot. You mm. know, that's what it, it, that's what it is, really. It's taking a shot. And so it's a way to forget what's actually happening, right? By right. dowsing yourself in a different experience. Um, so this is this is fantastic, you know? Like this right here, right? This kind of conversation is what I was hoping to get more of when I left that place and it's exactly what's happened, you mm-hmm. know, um, I couldn't be happier with, with what happened. It doesn't, it doesn't really feel like a fast, like a fast is something that you do. And then afterwards you get this reward of, uh, delayed gratification. Yeah. So it doesn't really feel like delayed gratification. It feels like, uh, just gratification. Yeah. That's what it feels like. And also, you know, a fast implies depriving yourself of something. Sure. And it right. seems like it it hasn't been that way for you. Like it's kind of opened you up in certain ways. It Like you technically took something away that you had before social media, but you weren't deprived it. Yeah. Like you don't feel deprived. What I realized was that I was on a fast every day preceding this fast because I was depriving myself of what I consider to be true human contact, you know, which mm. is this, you know, in, in short. And so, um, that's pretty meta, a fast before. Fast. <laughs> it's like an M night Shyamalan movie It's like, it wasn't a fast all along. Yeah. Right. But I, I don't know. I'm not, I've never done Ramadan, but perhaps that's the idea of, of, uh, any kind of abstinence from something is that you realize that it's through absence that you find this meaning that you didn't find in a different situation. It goes back to our poetry, perhaps, where when you are put under a constraint, your most beautiful work emerges, your most um, lucid thinking, mm-hmm. and uh, your real participation in the world, you know. So. Yeah. So I. Look, throughout our conversations, I've enjoyed that we both had such different experiences that we both had some common takeaways from it that it helped with our attention span a little bit it kind of decluttered our brains um it allowed for more space but given that we still took two different paths afterwards you yeah Yeah. you, you took a you know more restricted route i took I went back on social media in a different way. Um, and so right. it's, you know, the same outcomes can lead to different impacts, I guess. Or, yeah. Right. And I mean, you're not different people. Mm-hmm. So obviously it doesn't, it, it was, it was not a drug for you as much as it was for me. Maybe, you know, maybe like I said before, I'm more susceptible to that kind of um, intrusion to my attention than you are. And therefore it makes more sense as a distraction from emotions that I'm putting away or, um, boredom that I'm putting away and mm-hmm. um, so I really respect your ability to go back to it in a way that is, is healthy for you and is productive for you because um, although I'd like to believe I could do that I really couldn't I don't think I could mm. it's like that alcoholic who says I'll just have one drink you know right. like no you, no you won't you know <laughs> and 
Um, so yeah, I thank you for doing this with me. It was a lot of fun, and I couldn't think of someone who would like someone I enjoy doing it with more because checking in with you once in a while. And I knew that I'd have like a, a match in terms of like someone who wouldn't give up halfway and <laughs> someone who would keep it up, you know, and um, and have insights at the end that were really wonderful and useful for me to hear. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, thank you for suggesting it. Uh, again, it's something that I've also wanted to do for some time. Um, so I'm glad that we we could both do that, uh, to have someone, like you said, to check in with, um, was really nice. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think given our experience, we'd say to you, our listeners, try it out yourself. Uh, it can be seven days. Like we did it. It could be longer. Um, I think we talked to some people who are giving it up for a month if possible. Um, <laughs> and if nothing else, even if you don't think you have a problem, even if you don't think it's a problem at all, uh, just to see how it feels. I think that was the main takeaway for me, or one of the main takeaways for me, is just recognizing your use of it. Um, and so whatever route you take after that, whatever takeaways you get, is just an interesting experience. So would recommend. Um, and if you do, let us know. <laughs> uh, you know, comment on social media, I guess. <laughs> Because that's mm-hmm. how we connect with you guys. Um, but share your experiences with us because uh, it would just be really interesting to hear how different people interpret it. Right on. Thanks, Audrea. Thank you. One in the books. Until next time, guys. Bye.